Welcome to the Old Bastard Martini Lunch. This is a show about advertising, design creatives, and of course, adult beverages. subscriber or a casual listener right about now you're probably wondering who's she what happened to that guy uh paul pedro pancake what was his name his name is peter morris and this is his show peter was gracious enough to let me take the reins for this episode i'm naveen hagab and i'll be asking the questions around here So this is the second installment of our interview with Jason Davis, owner of Screen Inc. and mastermind behind Lincoln's Biclops. In this episode, we grill Jason about what it's like to own a business, what it took for him to get here, and the role Screen Inc. plays in our marketing and creative community. So let's head to the booth in the back and share some good stories over equally good drinks. Yes! So welcome back. So welcome back, Jason Davis from Screen Inc., a really interesting guy, and we're gonna dive deep into his history, um, his oh, childhood. History. We're going on. No, you're his gonna childhood. psychoanalyze this guy. <laughs> I and welcome to my couch, mm-hmm. Peter. This of, no longer belongs to you. No. What, uh, what do you think of this? Is this better? You I have not this? tried it. Is that not good right, enough for let, you? Can we clink? Oh, yeah. yep. Let's clink it here. Yeah. We get the eyes going. We got to make eye contact. Yes. Mm. All the olives. I love yeah. it. Okay, good. It's good. What do you think, Jason? Yeah, that's great. Is it? It's I good. don't think it's cold enough. That's my go-to. So okay. So um, let's touch on some of the agencies that you worked with. Yeah. Let's see. Who did you enjoy working with? Yeah. Who do you like? Who? who? Who's, who's a pain in the ass? What's your best project? <laughs> what's your worst project? Don't name names. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I've never had a bad experience with an agency. And that's actually been our, that was part of like my early plan was because I wanted to get into advertising in some facet, uh, whether it was writing or doing some kind of design work. It just made sense that I would try to focus on that. And it seemed like at the time, you know, 2004 and maybe years prior to that, when I was working at Screen Inc., I mean, we definitely didn't work with creative professionals. So a lot of my work, to go back to your Word document, <laughs> I mean, that is like <clears throat> a cringe-worthy request if you were to like contact a screen print shop and What's say, your number? <laughs> <laughs> my fax number? Yeah. <laughs> or like a low-res JPEG and say, can you put this on a shirt? Yeah, well, the early days were, yeah, Faxes. I'm gonna fax you my artwork. Mm-hmm. Was like a big one. To me, it was like cool. It's gonna be gritty and kind of nasty. <laughs> but then, like the real job was making it look like what she actually sent over, and not what printed out. Right. Or like improve it. Mm-hmm. You know, recreate ma- it. Make it into this work of art. <clears throat> uh, but also, I mean, PowerPoints, Word documents, and that sort of thing. People would bring this stuff in because that's all they have at home to work with 
and we did work with a lot of small businesses and so but now we're at a point where it's kind of like oh gosh no can we say no do you overbid or like overprice if someone presents a word document yes no <laughs> no we'll we'll open it and we'll most of the time we just at this point with the advancements with the Creative Suite and Adobe and software, and we can open up a Word document and typically it's just like some clip art put together with text that's wrapped or has some awful adjustment to it. And we know that we can recreate that and make it look a lot better pretty quickly. And so we might charge for an hour of design time or just do it if, if we think it's worth it. Well, and part of that, I, I think, essentially going to be like a reflection of you guys and your, your quality of work. So it's going to be an investment of our time to make this look better. But on the flip side, they're going to be happy with it. We look like pros and they'll come back to us. So you got to weigh that. Sort of. yeah. 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 I've definitely filtered the garbage in, garbage out. Right. Part of, I guess, some, some work. We could easily take, we could print off what you gave us in Word and screen print it, right. you know, and give you exactly what you gave us. But, Wash your hands of it. This is this is what you wanted, this is what you get sort of thing. But, yeah, but like you said, I mean, a small business has to really focus on word of mouth as much as their advertising budget. I wanted to make sure we were printing stuff that we were proud of, not just making a buck. Right. And so that kind of ties into it, you know, we, <clears throat> you really have, you. I've learned to sell our expertise in polishing, let's, let's say, a small business owner's logo idea. Right. Mm -hmm. The hard part, and what's really unfortunate, is we are still, you know, I own a print shop, and we're not really thought of as, like, design professionals, but so many small businesses refuse to professionally hire a professional to, to brand them and so we absolutely get stuck in that position where, I mean, they'll just come and say, we want you to design a t-shirt and I want to use it as my logo. Right. And initially I was like, I can, I'll work on your t-shirt design, but it shouldn't be a logo. Yeah. You, you're <laughs> going to be able to do whatever you want. I can't right. stop you. Uh -huh. Right, right, right. Uh, uh, but we did it. We've done, we've branded or created a logo at the very least for a lot of small businesses. Um, but most of them, I mean, they just don't have, you know, this guy that does drywall or plumbing or whatever. He just thinks your logo goes on everything, right? right, right. Or your phone number. Get my phone number. Oh, get my address on there. Mm -hmm. Right. We would always plead, you know, it's not, this isn't a phone book ad. <laughs> right. Know, it's a t-shirt. Yep. Right. Yeah. Uh, and if, have your business card ready. If somebody's close enough to read your shirt and they think they want to call you, they're probably going to talk to you. Uh -huh. So you don't have to worry about these things, especially in this day and age. They just have to remember your name. Right. right. Um, and this wasn't as true in, you know, 2000 to 2004. Um, back then there was a lot of a lot of phone numbers on the back of t-shirts, but it was always like your logo mm -hmm. and then your phone number 
And then if you had a website, your web address. Right. Otherwise. AOL.com. Otherwise, for some reason, your <laughs> your physical address would be on your shirt. <laughs> you I can't stop it. Yeah, yeah you, you know, know if I'm not putting that drywall in, maybe you just pull up to the house here. We, we talk about your needs. We can work yeah. something up here. But it's, like, it happened. Fax uh, number, whatever. We're away from that now. But this kind of comes around full circle to really wanting to focus, have a, a business focus on working with creative professionals uh, because they know what is needed and, and they've already established like the right branding for let's say a small business or an organization and so we get to work with them and I mean that's what I really wanted to do mm -hmm. I mean that wasn't happening before 2004 right. a lot of what we did was with schools mm -hmm. so we've got high school kids coming in or like music teachers or what have you or like, the small, like the or the small business logo. Can you put that on a shirt but use our school name? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Or like a photograph of a squirrel. Right. <laughs> yeah. The early stages of the, the right. meme. Right. Uh, what, would, people would want, high school kids would want that on, on shirts. But yeah, so never had a bad experience with creative agencies. We've worked with, uh, I'm trying to think of like the, the first person to come in the door because I feel like they should get a lot of credit but you know it was probably me Nelnet was early oh no I was way before Nelnet I'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. Nelnet yeah. I'm surprised but Swanson Russell we've worked with and still do um, Arch Rival mm -hmm. uh, I, I think like uh, that even though you're pretty quick to dismiss that Biclops stuff I think that did a lot to put you in contact with those creative professionals because they all work at these different places and they kind of caught wind of what you're doing and, and that exposed a lot of like your expertise and ability and maybe open those doors to those people as well. Oh, I agree. And so local hero. I know you weren't like leading me there. But... No, 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 I'm just saying in general, <laughs> like I think it was a good, I think it was, I don't know if it was intentional or not, or, but I do think that was a good strategy to introduce you to a lot of those professionals as well. Yeah. I feel like that's the kind of thing that would draw in uh, Micah and um, Michael Nielsen. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. those young kids that, that love posters. They're and... not that young anymore. Oh, they're old. They were, <laughs> they were young when I was old. So. Yeah, we're still talking like 2008. Mm -hmm. probably. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was the whole reason why I wanted to open up the art gallery. Uh, was I knew I would get involved with artists, but also just creative professionals. Right. As as long as what I was displaying or exhibiting wasn't, you know, strictly painting and photography or you know some strict medium. And so we did a ton of great shows, and we covered a lot of grounds with different mediums and different artists and group shows. Mm -hmm. That was definitely in the back of my mind, you know, obviously reaching out to creative people and asking them to do artwork for free was a risk. But I knew if they liked the outcome and the show was kind of a success, they would think of us first because they would have also seen what we were doing there. Um, a lot of those early art exhibits, we just had the whole print shop open. I mean, there was like a keg of beer in the back I mean, it was kind of a free-for-all, because I didn't know anything. I was young, and we were 
getting busy and so there were some things we didn't really think about like what shouldn't we do it was just like right. let's get people here yeah open mm-hmm. the doors let's get foot traffic yeah and once you do that and you realize i mean we had 1500 square feet and 800 if that not even that 600 square feet was the gallery but all of that square footage would get filled with people Oh, that's awesome. That we're just like, I mean, you just kind of get stuck in there with some exhibits. That body uh-huh. heat in there. I'm not, <laughs> not lying. Like, it yeah. got freaked. Because, like, you'd have bike Everyone would bike into there. Uh. And already, it's the middle of summer. <laughs> they're already hot and sweaty. And they're just, like, crammed in yeah. the small space. Yeah. It so got the door was always funky, open. man. But, yeah. no, it was, it was always good. Like, I, I think, because I know for a while there, you guys had kind of a, I know there was a lot of competing spaces as far as art and I know you guys had a lock on like those events those guys those were yours yeah so I moved in there in 2008 and from that point forward we had six solid years of exhibits I don't know if it was freestyle 50 or bike hops I can't remember I think it was the first freestyle 50 I mean our air conditioning broke the day before and so we had no air conditioning so that exhibit was brutally hot I mean there was nothing we could do we just had the doors open and that was that but I remember people suffering there (laughs) like watching them check out the artwork and there's just like panting and like pulling on your shirt and wiping your brow or whatever in a way I just like I loved that that was just part of the experience and it was sort of a testament to the work that I had put in and the work that's involved with screen printing too because it's hot all day in a screen print shop. You have to cure ink at 320 degrees and so you have this pizza oven running all day back there and you don't really try to control that climate. You isolate that section. To me, like, what my mindset when that was happening was just like, fuck it. These guys are going to see what it feels like to be in a print shop. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, and it happened, and it was fine. And that was a really great show. Uh, and that was something that Ryan Holt really spearheaded. Uh, I think that was my first introduction to you was, was that show. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Man, that was so fun. I miss putting together a lot of those group exhibits, and not solely putting together, but helping and hosting uh, but at the same time, it's pretty great to just be at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can read a book. You know? Like I'm gonna I've got a couple books I'm finishing, and I feel like I haven't done that in a decade or more. I want to know what has been your favorite project. Hmm. Well, Biclops was by far a really, really fun project. <clears throat> But as far as like a project where we worked with a client or a customer, the the funnest one has been a brand called Nolita, and we've been working with them for maybe four years now. And they found us to do poster work, but they do apparel as well. Apparel? And, I mean, they are kind of just this up-and-coming brand in New York City and I think I just read or saw something that 
they some of their stuff has been accepted into Saks Fifth Avenue. Cool. Their clothing. It's just you know, and so it's exciting to to see them from the beginning where they had like a couple t-shirt designs and then we printed like four posters or whatever uh-huh. but it's also really fun to know that these screen prints I mean in the beginning I manually pulled every print and I was the only one that did poster prints I just wanted to have full control of that part of our business and I just thought it was fun but it's it's fun to know that those posters like they are all over the world you wow. know they and it's part of like, maybe the the brilliance of what they've done in their branding and, and marketing. But they really target big cities around the world and they try to make it feel like they are part of the pulse of that city. I don't know why I'm ta- speaking to their branding like this. This is just kind of the, what I get from them right, right, um, right. in their growth process. But, yeah. you know... Poster themes have been related to Melbourne, Australia, London, England, San Francisco, and then New York, um, and some other big cities around the United States. Uh, And they've just kind of done it right. And so it's been fun to work with them. And it's been a learning experience working with people in, you know, in like a, in a big city. Mm -hmm. I mean... Initially, it was just like back and forth, nickel and diming, just like super to the point quoting, <laughs> which I wasn't used to. Yeah. But I feel like that plays to your strength as well, because I think if you're talking with a lot of other um, screen printers, I think going down that process where it might have been difficult, I think worked well for you, whereas a lot of people would be like, ah, you know, they're kind of you know, one way or the other, willy-nilly, don't have it all figured out, right. I think that would scare them off, whereas the fact that you've already kind of done some of that homework, that yeah. played to your advantage there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I we have a pretty dead-set pricing structure, and there's no reason for us to stray from that. Right. There's just variables that a des- we throw it in the lap of the designer, like, if you want to save money cut these corners and those corners are basically like the quantity that you want to print at one time and whether you want to stick to your Pantone colors or right. try to use something that's available for screen printers because we have to mix every Pantone color it's not like we get to buy I can just order you know PMS 1729 you know I should backpedal and say that I can call and order that but it might take a week or more for it to get here and in the past when we've done that I didn't think it was true to color right and so so like I just decided I, I, I want to mix the colors myself you're a control always have. what this is. oh man <laughs> absolutely yeah. yeah I want to print the posters myself I want to mix this the is... colors myself <laughs> yep I want to run the business myself or I will I'm mine 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 myself mine. I'm gonna have the labor I'm going to raise this baby myself. <laughs> but yeah, that's a big part of why I've been part-time. I wish it was like a cool hobby. I, mean, I definitely had cool hobbies before we became parents. 
What was your cool hobby? You worked. That's not a hobby. Yeah, like uh, all the time, you said, yeah. unless you were lying. Within, okay, so now I'm on the spot. <laughs> he was lying. Uh, <laughs> I got really interested in making beer. Yeah. Oh. oh wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm, we're going to pause. We're going to pause. We're going to refresh our drinks, yeah. and then we're going to talk about drinks. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, brewing, right? That's right. That's your, beer. That's your hobby. Craft beer. Okay. Craft cool. beer. I definitely want to hear about this. Thanks again, Jason Davis, for giving us an idea of what it's like running your own screen printing business, uh, what it's like working with creatives, and uh, some of those probably not so creative. But yet you still, you know, uh, want to produce a quality product. So uh, tip of the hat for that. Um, and, you know, I just love to hear about small business success stories, and uh, that's kind of what's going on here. So keep on printing. And thanks again, Naveen, for sitting in to ask all the tough questions. Um, if you want to know more about Screen Inc., go to their website. It's screeninc.com. That's I-N-K, not I-N-C. Um, there you can learn about all the screen printing and embroidery options that they've got available. And, you know, support some local business. Uh, tell them some old bastard sent you. Uh, if you like the show, go to iTunes to uh, rate, review, or subscribe. And uh, I just checked today. It looks like we've finally got enough ratings to achieve a five-star status. I guess that's pretty much the best Ryan and I can squeeze out of our family members. So the rest is now up to you. Uh, and you can follow the show on Twitter at Bastard Martini or visit the website oldbastardmartinilunch.com. And that's where we keep show notes and recipes. Until the next time, have another martini. I know I will. Mm-hmm.